Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a gunner! Welcome to the Lux Calore International Sports on a Sunday morning. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. Big show today. BK, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Tom. How about you? I'm well. Good. good. Always good to good. see you. Uh, Not as uh, hot today, I guess. No, so it's supposed to be pretty nice. Looking forward to getting out and doing some yard work. Fantastic. Yes. We uh, had dinner outside, socially distanced, with a couple of friends uh, last night at their house, and they served in honor of Charlie Gito, mm. chicken spadini, Ooh. and the Charlie Gito's chopped salad recipe. Ooh. Oh, man. That's just great. Did you phenomenal. have any leftovers to bring us this morning? No. Oh. Sorry. Sorry oh. we ate it all. Glad you were a friend. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, I, well, I, I do my best. Yeah. Uh, and then we have, um, you know, this is, this is great outside cooking weather, great grilling weather. And, uh, I just, uh, you know, I love days like this. Woke up this morning, sun shining, beautiful day. Uh, you know, I think very hard about what sports will look like a week from now and two weeks from now. If I start thinking that way, I'm going to... Uh, drive myself crazy. I yes. think I think I just want to take each day and see how we get through today. Yeah, no question. And you saw where the MLS canceled the game today because yeah. of coronavirus. You got players opting out of the NHL and Major League Baseball. And uh, yeah, it's I still am not confident we're going to see sports. Well, I felt this way all along that uh, obviously there are bigger things than sports. I understand. And of course, our own business is we yes. want to have the Cardinals on the air because it's great for business and, and it's it's great for all the people who depend on baseball for their jobs. And we want to see that. Of course, we want to provide the fans entertainment too, but you want to do this the right way and make right. sure that everybody's healthy and safe. And each day we're learning about a new positive case but then again, we're also learning about the ways that the teams are going about protecting themselves. So, you know, each day decisions are made. Mike Schultz coming up here in about seven minutes, and I'm sure we'll talk a lot of baseball. John Moselock will talk a little bit more about the operation of what they do. Their intake process is finished, so now they can open their camp in Springfield. He'll be at 1130 today. You mentioned soccer. Jim Cavanaugh is going to be with us at 1105 to talk about not only MLS and the stadium that continues to grow there, but here in St. Louis, uh, but also uh, St. Louis FC played on the road at Indianapolis in front of 4,700 fans last yeah. night, and uh, he'll comment on what's to come for the team in terms of their home schedule and 
and that kind of thing. So it's, you know, a little by little. NHRA opened up to fans. IndyCar was open to fans. Socially distanced and, and not a huge crowd, but we're starting to see some sports tested a little bit and, and try to make sure yeah. everything is going there are some According sports like NHRA auto racing that that lends itself more to social distancing. Yes, there are other sports yes, like right. hockey, football that do not. That's and right. And that's where I think you know some sports may, but you know when golf has a case, that shows you that this thing is is just hard to control. It is hard. It is hard to control. Aroldis Chapman is the name of the player, by the way, yeah. who tested positive. He's a pretty big name. Yankees closer. So the Yankees say that he'll be gone from them for a while. They already have one of their stars, DJ LeMayhew, who is out because of the virus. They open up soon. They open up the July 23rd, the day before the Cardinals do, against the Pirates. And, you know, as my daughter, I told you this early this morning when I was on the air, my oldest daughter, Erica, kind of blew my mind yesterday. She goes, Dad. Because we were talking about the Blues and they, you know, should, could they win the cup again? I'm like, well, I'll tell you, they're, you know, a handful of favorites, really. Mm. And, oh, I mean, they're sure. one of the best teams and, and certainly they could bring it home again. And she's like, you know, if the Cardinals could do something and, and, and do the same thing, could they celebrate at the same time? And I pause. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> no, actually, because the Cardinals would be. <laughs> playing deep in October if they are to get there and the Blues would celebrate the Stanley Cup would be handed out like early October probably late September early yeah. October mm-hmm. but you know I it was it was I loved her, the way she thinks yeah you know I'm sure. thinking about like Monday yeah like, can they even get to tomorrow and then we'll go from there but I love the way she thought about it yeah you know, she's trying to spin a positive out of uh, what has been a difficult 2020 gotta love the optimism love the optimism yes. so uh let's do this Mike Schilt is coming up we'll set the table for you David Freeze. he was on my garage happy hour Thursday really good you know I think I told David I think his biggest achievement uh, to date is right now uh, what he has done to emerge from depression and anxiety and a lot of things that he went through personally uh, through his baseball career. He has now uh, stepped away from baseball. He lives in Austin, Texas. He has a wife and, and two kids, just had a second baby. And we'll talk to David Freeze about that. He was great on the Garage Happy Hour. And, of course, we'll talk about Game 6. Uh, he has some really cool perspectives on what happened in Game 6 and beyond. And there was another game. Game six was a big game in his life, but I brought up another game that he said doesn't get brought up that often that really was the spark to all of it. So we'll discuss that as well on Sports on a Sunday Morning. We are glad you're with us. Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager, will be along for the ride next. It's 10-11. I'm Tom Ackerman on KMOX. The following is a special presentation of Sports on a Sunday Morning. Welcome to the Mike Schilt Show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Here's another 2-2 pitch for Goldschmidt. Good night, folks. Goodbye. This thing is crushed way, way out of here. And we're all going home. A home run by the Cardinal uh, first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt. And uh, the crowd meets him at home plate. I mean, he killed that thing. It was blasted out of here. A home run in the 11th, and the Redbirds win this one 2-1. to one. Mike Shannon with the call last season on June 19th, and the Cardinals beat the Miami Marlins in 11 on a Paul Goldschmidt walk-off home run. We'll see how this season goes as 2020 is upon us, and Cardinals manager Mike Schultz joins us from Bush Stadium. How are you, Mike? 
Doing fantastic, Tom. How about yourself, sir? Doing well. You like to hear those highlights. We're playing classic games this week from 2019. We're picking our favorite moments outside of the Wrigley sweep, of course. That's got to be the favorite of everybody and the win over the Braves in the division series. But we've already played those, so we didn't want to repeat. So we've been kind of going through some of our favorite moments. And Paul Goldschmidt is in a couple of those. His three-homer game against the Brewers to kick off the season and that one against the Marlins, I know you remember well. I do. Uh Big swing, I thought, kind of had Goldie going a little bit. Um, you know, he clearly contributed to us up to that point in a lot of different ways. But, you know, big swing. And, um, you know, he really, from there on, um, was a was a big force in us being able to take off. Yes, indeed. How does he look so far, Paul Gold? Uh, Carlos Martinez got him yesterday, didn't he? Uh, well, I mean, you know, he's too many strikes out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Carlos got him. But Goldie's, um, you know, had a... Had a uh, a couple hits the other day, Dakota ground ball single through the middle, uh, roped a line drive down the line um, for a base hit, and then he uh, hit off the field home run. Um, so he's he's doing really well. Yes, indeed. Uh, Carlos looked pretty good out of the gate. Yeah, he did. He looked good. You know, the, the um, stuff was good. The movement was good. You know, command was a um, little, little uh, in and out, but you kind of – completely expect that first time facing hitters in uh, four months. But uh, he, on a humid evening, the good news is he threw two innings. He was able to, um, he was able to recover. So, um, and he looked like his stamina was good. So you clearly tell he's put in some work and he's in a good spot to continue to progress and move forward. Tonight's classic game, actually today's classic game at noon following this show will be the July 24th, 2019 game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll just let you listen to that and not spoil it for you and let you hear what happens in that game. That's interesting. And July 24th, that is the exact opener this year against the Pirates. At what point do you start thinking Pirates, Mike Schultz, as we sit here on July 12th? Well, um, yeah, it's a combination. I mean, right now, clearly we're getting ready to get everybody uh individual collectively ready to start our season. But yeah, we um we've been working on the pirates, you know, not a lot of detail wanna go up publicly, but sure. we've been doing our work. We uh we'll be ready. Yep, you do your homework, and you, you'll have a, a whole bunch of NL Central opponents and AL Central on the way. Inter-squad games has been the order of the day. Johan Oviedo, how did he look yesterday? He was really sharp, you know, um, Again, first time he's faced hitters, uh, faced them live, batting practice. But, uh, you know, first time he's been able to face an inter-squad situation in Bush Stadium. And, um, you know, really just appreciated, first of all, his, his aggression. He was good body language, shoulders back, you know, intent. And he was getting after guys. He was in attack mode, which we love, uh, pounding the zone early in the count. Um, and everything was, was pretty crisp. Fastball command was good. Changeup was really good. Um, you know, secondary pitches were uh, effective. So it was a nice first outing for, for um, Ovi. Yeah, it's nice. So you do have some pretty good depth, it looks like, especially with some of your – and has that been has that been difficult to deal with from your perspective or, or just the fact that you have depth? Can you roll on from the fact that Gallegos and Cabrera and Sanchez and some others um, have missed some time, although you did see Carlos back? Yes, Carlos is back and, you know, back in the mix moving forward. And clearly without Gio, Reyes, um, and Cavi, you know, not being in camp yet, those are three guys that, that we count on. Um, and, and so, but, you know, they'll be here hopefully sooner rather than later. And, you know, for other, creates an opportunity for other guys to step up and, and, and get an opportunity to, 
to help us compete. And because of, for privacy reasons and things like that, I know the club hasn't really gone into anything other than the fact that you did confirm those three positive tests from players. But I guess overall the intake process is complete and things have gone pretty well uh, since that time, uh, since you had to shut down that one practice because you didn't get the test back, although I think some of that was attributed to the holiday weekend. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, um, kind of a perfect storm of a lot of tests taking, a lot of testing taking place, you know, not just with us, but throughout the entire league and then the holiday weekend and the transportation, uh, the transporting of the samples to the lab you know, and, and not getting there in a timely fashion and then things getting backed up just created a, you know, a little bit of a log jam that didn't allow us and other teams to get the results back. And, you know, we're super sincere about making sure we take care of our players and make sure everybody feels safe as, as possible. And, you know, just couldn't justify trying to work out if we didn't know uh, exactly who would, who would, um, how everybody's test results were. Thankfully, you know, everybody came back in a negative state from a testing perspective and, uh, we were able to get back to get back to practice and getting after it, but um, yeah, it's it's um, smoothed out since then. Expected to continue to be that way, and and uh, so we can keep everybody safe and keep everybody on track to get ready for the season, and of course during the season being able to compete. Nobody on the Cardinals has opted out, at least not to my knowledge. That's right, right? No, no opt outs on your side. That's correct. That's great. And, you know, I see these happen around Major League Baseball, but they're for various reasons. Uh, you know, some are b- because of health risks within the family or some are not because they, of anything more than they're just not comfortable, especially wanting to be close to a family or a wife who's pregnant or they just had a child or, you know, it varies, doesn't it, Mike? I mean, family first. Yeah, it does. You know, I completely understand. Um, and not for me to judge, I certainly appreciate that people are, taking this seriously and, and taking their personal lives serious and their families and just want to do what they feel like is best for, for their uh, big picture of life. And, and we'll always support that and, and um, understand it completely. Speaking of, and I, I promise I'm going to get into some baseball as we go. And I want to talk a little bit more about your players and your family at Bush Stadium, but uh, how is your family? You have made your way back to St. Louis. You've been here. Uh, you've also spent time in Florida. You spent time in North Carolina. Uh, how's uh, Michelle, the kids? And, and I've had the great opportunity, Mike, to meet some of your family and very close friends. How is everybody? Yeah, they're they're doing well. They're in North Carolina. Michelle's there with her uh, good friend, Wendy, uh, hanging out on a beautiful sunny day in North Carolina. And you know, miss her. Um, hopefully she'll be able to get up here in the next 10 days or so and, and, and um, spend some time together. But um, they're doing well and uh, they're safe and they're healthy and, and they're doing, they're doing, they're doing really well. Thanks for asking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Those uh, cute kids, man. Isn't it fun? I mean, they, yeah, they're adorable. They're great. You get to FaceTime with them. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, we do. They, um, yeah, they're, they're still staying busy and, and being active and, um, but I do get a chance to catch up with them and, and uh, interact, and uh, they're, they're blessings for sure. That's so great. Uh, Mike Schilt, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into this ball club. There's a lot to ask. There's a lot going on, and we're 12 days away from opening day. It's a condensed training. It's summer camp at Bush Stadium. Mike Schilt taking some time out to chat with us on KMOX. We come right back to sports on a Sunday morning right after this. 
Now, back to the Mike Schultz Show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with the Cardinals manager. It's 1029. Mike Schilt is at the ballpark. Tom Ackerman in our studios here at KMOX, just up the road in downtown St. Louis, where it is a bright, sunny, blue sky here in St. Louis on this Sunday. Mike, we do this feature Monday through Friday. Uh, I know it's on in the morning and afternoon. In the morning, it's 528 a.m., 828 a.m. It's called Behind the Manager's Door, a little 60-second feature that Overhead Door Company of St. Louis sponsors. And it's been fun to ask you about a number of different topics. One of the things we talked about when we recorded those was the roster going from 30 and working its way down. That's different, isn't it? I mean, everything's different in 2020, but how do you uh, how do you foresee handling that as we as we move forward? I guess it's nice to have a little extra to start out the season. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense. Baseball's um, in the player association agreed rightfully that based on a little more abbreviated spring training, um, and it's mainly I think for probably for the pitchers. Although we'll probably add an additional position player um, to start with thirty, a few more days off sprinkled in uh, as well to start the season. So just player health, making sure guys are getting their proper amount of rest, make sure there's options so we don't feel like we need to extend anybody uh, before they're really ready. So then we'll decrease to 28 after two weeks and then get down to 26 for the last month of the season, which typically is, you know, September, as we know, is a call-up situation where we expand the rosters. But uh, that's based on it being a six-month season. And So once we feel like, and I guess baseball feels like they've got their legs under them, uh, the players and, and and their arms condition that we can go with a 26 man roster, which is still one more than what we typically carry last year. As, as most of us know, the roster went from 25 man to a 26 man. So um, I think it makes a lot of sense and looking forward to managing. That's uh, going to be interesting for sure. As we get the season started on July 24th here on KMOX, a seven fifteen start against the pirates. You've had a lot of, evening workouts is that mostly because of heat that you wanted to kind of get away from that do you have other other reasons for doing evenings uh it's a combination we started out with the morning workout mm-hmm. and then when we alluded to the testing earlier um the test didn't come back until later and then we, we skipped a day like we mentioned um and then the next day we were going to have an earlier workout and the test results uh still weren't in that morning so clearly we didn't want to miss another workout. And thankfully the results did come in. But at that point, we pushed the workout back to the evening and just kept it to get in that cycle of, you know, didn't want to have a guys have a have a day workout after a night work that early in the camp. Today we're actually having a, a day workout after an evening workout. Um, there's a lot of different factors in it. Obviously we're going to play a lot of our games in the evening. So we wanted to get into that, that cycle a little bit. Um, so there's just a lot of different reasons for doing it, but now we're going a um, little combination. Yeah, a little Sunday 115. We're used to that. 115 start today. You're going to have an inter-squad game. Five innings today, right? We're starting with the Michaelis and Jake Woodford on the other side. I like Jake, too. Yeah, I like Jake. We're going to um, – yeah, we got Miles going on the other side. We're actually going to have Johnny Gant start for the for the opposing team and, and bring Jake in later. But we got gotcha. Miles for three, and then, um, you know, we have – like I said, Johnny Gant and uh, Cecil and uh, Junior, uh, Woody's going to throw. And then we've got uh, Andrew Miller throwing as well today. Nice. Um, Junior Fernandez. There's, I, I, uh, I, I just have this feeling that Junior Fernandez, with his velocity and his 
his ability is going to turn into a good one. I know that the Cardinals have thought really highly of him. The fact that you put him in some high-leverage situations last year, started to work him into that, tells me that you have high hopes for Junior Fernandez as well. Yeah, Junior's got a you know a really a lot of positive skill sets. You know, first starting with the fact Junior's very dedicated to his craft, very sincere about the competition, the preparation. Um, so he, he he wants to do all the little things well, which which tend to bode well for a winning player. Um, then he's got the stuff. He's got a big arm. He's got really good secondary pitches, slider, change up. Um, you know, so if he hits with his fastball and commands his fastball and is able to set up his secondary pitches that are both really can be plus pitches for him when he's on the plate, um, he can be a real effective weapon for us. And John Gant continues to play multiple roles for you. He could start. He could eat up a, a big chunk of innings. He's uh, not too bad with the bat either. Nice athlete, isn't he? Yeah, we don't need the bat right now. <laughs> we got the DH. Um, hope that can come into play. But he has, to your point, a really good athlete. He um, can serve a multitude of roles, which is great. And, he, and the great news about Johnny um, is he's, he has a desire and, and the open mindedness to. Yeah, I mean, he'd probably want to start like a lot of our guys would want to start. That you know, there's only so many spots in the rotation, but he's very accepting of whatever role he gets to to perform in. And he's ready to perform. And and again, the good news is he's got the flexibility to to perform in multiple roles. So has started for us. Obviously, last year was more of a a guy that was able to get out of an inning, get the next inning, pitched extremely well for us last year. I mean, this guy got 11 wins last year, um, which means he picks in some pretty high leverage situations and, and did his job in the middle to late innings. Um, so, you know, Johnny, Johnny's a valuable guy. can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, he's a pretty underrated player on this team, to be honest. So, Mike Schultz, your outfield competition is very interesting. Uh, everybody I know has thoughts about Dylan Carlson one way or the other, but I think John Mosellock and you have made it very clear that this is an opportunity for Tyler O'Neill and Lane Thomas to show you what they have. And when you look at the outfield competition, is that the way you see it? Are are they going to get the most uh, – you're going to give them every opportunity to take this and run with it? Well, they've earned it. I mean, you know, we don't um, – we do give opportunities, you know, we want to see, but, but you know, clearly we're in a position where we want to compete and put our best foot forward and – um, both those guys, O'Neill and Thomas, have, have earned the opportunity to, you know, to, to get more uh, opportunity. And, um, you know, things have been said mainly about Tyler O'Neill, like this guy needs more opportunities, this guy needs more opportunities. Uh, it's just interesting to me, he's going to get more opportunities. Uh, and, um, and like I said, he's earned them, he's done his part. He's becoming a more complete overall player. He continues to improve in, in every phase of the game. But the interesting part is, you know, he's now getting going to get his opportunities, and people are saying, well, when's Dylan going to get his opportunity? Um, and that's rightful. Dylan's a good player and um, is doing everything he can do to, to, to break with his ball club, and I know he wants to. But, um, you know, that's a, it's a positive thing when you have a team full of, of guys that, that are good players and Tyler and Lane have earned their opportunity, and um, they're going to continue to get it, and, and Dylan will be – continuing to work hard to earn his opportunity. Tyler takes a lot of pride in his defense. I know that he continues to work on his approach at the plate, and we know he has that big-time power. But Tyler might be, I mean, you all time this and, and do it a lot more than me, but just by my eye, might be the second-fastest player on your team behind 
Harrison Bader. Tyler can fly, but not just that. I know he stole a second yesterday, but he's become a, a, a smarter base runner. He's he's awfully good in that category. He's working at it. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's still got some experience for it, and he's still um, got some some things to do, but he's studying that part of the game, and it's been – is slowing down for him in that regard, and he's, he's more aware of situations from a base running standpoint. And um, so, like I said, he's he's become more intentional, being an overall complete winning player, which is what we expect. And you know, we understand guys have different skill sets, um, and uh, you know, they get here for for different reasons. But we also want them to to figure out a way that they can still contribute in as many areas as possible. Um, and, and Tyler's been able to do that. He can. He can really run. Um, you know, I think Harrison's maybe our fastest guy probably, but, you know, Oni's right there. We've got some guys that can run with uh, with um, Eddie and, and, of course, Colton runs pretty well. And, and, you know, Dexter runs. And so, you know, but Tyler, for his for his build, can, can really run. Dexter still has really good speed. How is he doing? His uh, back tightened up on him, wasn't that right? Yeah, just a little back tightness. Um didn't really release like we would have liked to, or he would have liked to as well. Um, yesterday, probably give another blow day. We'll, we'll give another blow today. Um, we're going to take tomorrow off the of camp and, and um, evaluate how he feels on on Tuesday. But we don't expect it to be anything that is any in, has any long term consequence. And uh, Bader had a couple of hits yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, good at bats by Harrison. Um, nice line drive, and then he drilled a ball in the gap. Um, and, and what you know, we play a three-inning intersquad. We pick it up from the seventh, so we create a you know as many situations we can and, and play it like it's later in the game. So a, you know, big big double in the ninth to help this team uh, end up winning one nothing. And I don't want to leave out Justin Williams here because I know he intrigues you. That's why he's around. And you didn't get to see him in 2019 really because of the hand injury. How has he been? You know, Justin's on the 40-man and, and, and really pleased with how he uh, looks to figure out how to grow his game and um, continue to mature as, a, as an overall player in, in every aspect and clearly has some skill sets. You know, left in the hitter, got some pop in his bat. Showed that in spring training with a couple home runs. Um, one against the Astros and then one um, three-run homer and another homer that he got into really good against the Nationals. Um on a Friday night, so a Thursday night. But, um, yeah, no, Justin's got some tools and, and still, um, you know, working on getting to be more consistent to be that kind of player that he's capable of. A lot of outfielders to choose from, and Mike Schilt has been breaking them down for you here on the Mike Schilt Show here on KMOX. Uh, just a few minutes left, Mike, and then I know you have to get to a meeting, so I wanted to uh, make sure we get you out of there early. And thank you again for joining us in your office between meetings. I mean, it, it means a lot to us. So you've got a, some inter-squad games. I saw the commish. He wrote that there's a chance that you could have an exhibition game against the Royals. It, can you confirm that right now? Is that is that something that has come to fruition, or are we still not sure? Yeah, I don't think that's my job to to make. I'm not a breaking news kind of guy. I don't <laughs> think um, when it's when we talk about games and exhibitions and all that. I think that's out of my pay grade. But um, I wouldn't be surprised to hear that we have something in the form of an exhibition game coming up at some point. 
Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad uh, just to see some other competition. Although these inter-squad games really accomplish what you need, don't they? You you really have some good competition. It's probably, in a lot of ways, you think about the ability to talk to each other for a hitter to go up to Adam Wainwright or to Carlos Martinez and tell them, hey, here's what I saw, here's what I think uh, You know, this communication could help both of us. Yeah, no, it's, it's super healthy competition. Um it's definitely competition. These guys are getting after it. And, um, you know, they walk in that, which we have two different clubhouses based on the social distancing. But, you know, I know on this, on the home side, that the guys walk in this clubhouse and, and you know, they want to walk in being able to say we took care of business and, and there's some good-natured uh, conversations in there, I'm sure. So it's a very highly alpha competitive group, and uh, and I love the way they compete and get after each other. And finally, and I think I've been talking to you about this for months now uh, because we thought it might be coming, but the DH, have you uh, come to any more decisions as to what that short list would be, or is that still pretty open, flexible? I know Brad Miller is injured right now, but uh, you have a pretty good pool of players who could accomplish that spot at DH. We do, and um, you know, I think there's no secrets as to who they may be, but it could clearly be based on, you know, a lot of different factors. I mean, there could be somebody that kind of proverbial takes it and runs with it, but, um, you know, it'll be based on, you know, matchups that particular day against other pitchers. It'll be based on maybe giving a, a, a regular more of a blow to keep his bat in the lineup, but to keep him off the field a little bit and give his legs a little bit of a rest. Um, so, you know, candidly, everybody is on some level a, a candidate for it. Well, we look forward to seeing how things work out this week. We still have a ways away till the 24th, but it's it's 12 days away, but it's also moving pretty fast. Is it moving fast for you this summer camp, Mike? Final thing for you? Uh, it's going, you know, it's going at an appropriate pace. I feel like we're getting a pro- great, a really, you know, the proper amount of work in, and the guys have been fantastic. The staff, we do our jobs, but everybody's engaged, and I feel like we're at a good place for it, and, and um, we'll be ready when – on the 24th, I can tell you that. You getting any more people watching you from that tower out there, one Cardinal way? I'm sure. I don't, you know what, <laughs> uh, I just, I'm just paying attention to the stadium, man. <laughs> but I'm sure there's people, you know, looking from, we got helicopters, we have all kinds of people looking in, trying to find out what's going on in our stadium, which I love. I love the fact that people are that, you know, passionate and interested in what we're doing. I think it's great. The St. Louis Cardinals are working out downtown. That's It's unique, it's different, it's kind of cool actually and uh, all the best to you and we'll just take it day by day and talk to you tomorrow and see how things go uh, good luck with the workout today thanks Tony. you have a blessed day you too there's cardinals manager mike schild always great to have him on kmox terrific from his office at bush stadium we'll take a break we're going to go to the racing office over just five minutes from there over at worldwide technology raceway gateway the general manager is chris blair and they have been very very busy And they've actually announced a couple of scheduling uh, enhancements as well, changes, NASCAR, IndyCar, everything coming together. NHRA started to run yesterday in Indianapolis in front of fans. I want to ask Chris Blair about all things racing when we come back. Don't forget, we'll talk a little bit with Jim Cavanaugh at 11.05, David Freeze next hour, John Mosellock. There's a lot to come. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman, back after this. From KMOX Sports, here's the pitch. Welcome back to the Lux Calor International Sports on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX.
Welcome back to KMOX. It's 1049, and we're joined by Chris Blair. Chris, it's always good to have you on Sports on a Sunday Morning, General Manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway Gateway. What a beautiful day for racing. I know you've had a lot of stuff going on over there. What's been going on? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. It's it's good to be getting back to having some racing. Uh, we had our uh, the return of the American Drag Racing League had an event this past weekend, and uh, uh, we wrapped up last night at around 11 o'clock. And great show. Uh, had a the fans did a tremendous job. We were doing temperature screening, and everybody uh, participated in uh, they're doing the distancing in the stands, and they got to see a great show. So we're working through all the challenges we have to deal with, but we're still able to deliver a good product to the fans. Yeah, that product is something that folks in Indianapolis got to see. How about NHRA starting to run? No, that, that I'm so happy to see that. I've got a lot of friends that are over on that side of the business, and I know they've been uh, – uh, it's just been so uh, long since a lot of the folks have been able to get to work and, and do the things that they love, and uh, it, it's great to see it back and going. I'm, I'm hope, hoping that uh, they'll see a good couple of weeks and uh, uh, and uh, get everything back to normal here pretty soon. And IndyCar also has been running. Scott oh, yeah. Dixon, is he going to win every race? What the heck is going on there? <laughs> Man, I tell you what, and you, you look at it, he's just, he's still got a lot of life left in him, too. I mean, this guy's won a bunch of championships, and he's still going, and I'm afraid he's going to make a mockery of the season. We need to, you know, do something to penalize him, make him start on the tail of the field every race or something. <laughs> but he's doing a fantastic job, some great racing, too. Yeah, his third race in a row, he wins in Wisconsin at Road America. Uh, so they brought some fans in. What are your early reports on how that went? No, it's going great. I was actually at Road America earlier this week. I drove up there just so I could check on the procedures and some of the things they were going with. And uh, John Everett, their uh, PR guy, and I were, were very good friends. He was giving me updates through the day yesterday. And the fans are they're very uh, receptive to everything. They just want to get back to having some racing. And you know, man, the good thing about that racetrack, kind of like ours, there's 600 acres. So there's plenty of room for people to spread out and see everything. And it, it's working out very well. The fans are really happy to be there. Yeah, I think this works well for racing. I do. I, I think that when you have uh, the sport the way that it's set up, it does fit well to sort of ease yourself back in. NASCAR, they ran the trucks race yesterday at Kentucky Speedway. They have the Cup Series today. Uh, that one gets mm-hmm. going pretty soon here, right? I mean, that one's going to... Yeah, that one's coming up. And, you know, they're doing their all-star race at Bristol here in a few days. And uh, they're allowing fans to come back in for that one. So, you know, it's all it's all turning back up again. And it's uh, it's looking really good the way everybody's doing everything. The, the organizations have been super uh, diligent in coming up with rules and regulations. And everybody's working together on it. So, uh, you know, we're seeing some great things happening. And one of the funny things, too, that we're seeing is like with Road America, when I was talking to John, he was telling me that uh, their, their camping is doing tremendous because people just want to get out and do something and spread out. So people are bringing their campers to the races that might not even be race fans, but they just want to get out and do something, have some fresh air. So that's working out very well for them and introducing some new people to the sport. Uh, NHRA hits the air in about eight minutes on Fox 2. Not that I would ever turn anyone away from KMOX. You should just leave it on KMOX. <laughs> but if you want to watch TV, uh, IndyCar goes at 11.30 on Channel 5 on KSDK. FS1 has NASCAR at 1.30, so the race fans are just loving life right now. Formula 1's on the air, or has been already on ESPN today. Mm-hmm. So if you're a race fan, you're just loving life. And then this summer... August 30th. My goodness. Uh, tell us about Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. You are loaded up in one day. 
Well, we were going to have one of the, our original schedule was we were going to have a great weekend. Now we've got a really great day of racing uh, on that Sunday, August the 30th. Uh, it's going to it's gonna push us uh, to the limits on uh, some logistical issues, but we're going to make it happen. It's going to be a good day. We start out with the uh, Indy Pro 2000 series with a, a green flag at around 920 in the morning, and then uh, 11 o'clock we're going to have the NASCAR truck series, and then around 2 o'clock uh, IndyCar starts. So all three big races one day. And then we've moved some other stuff around on our schedule so that we'll have the ARCA series along with IndyCar qualifying on that Saturday. So it's going to be an amazing weekend, and there's a lot of things that we're, we're doing to make sure we can give everybody a good, comfortable, safe experience. So it's going to be a good day of racing. How would you guide people through that, a race fan? What's the best way for them to experience what you have to offer on August 30th? Really, the best thing they need to do is just go ahead and uh, we're going to be going on sale tomorrow. Now, we are going to be limited on the total number of tickets we can sell because we're adhering to all the uh, the guidelines that we have to go by uh, on our overall capacity. So we're going to be putting tickets on sale. And uh, the, really, the best thing to do is go ahead and get the weekend pass so they can come in and check out everything uh, uh, and get familiar with the lay of the land uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Um, it, you know, there's going to be a lot of great racing going on. We're going to be keeping everybody updated. Uh, you know, it was we were we knew what was coming, but we had to be very cautious in the way we were, we were planning things before we could really get the word out. So now we're in, in mode of educating all of our fans. We're updating our websites and and getting more information. So you're going to see a lot of information coming from us in the next couple of days, uh, both on our website as well as on our social handles, which is at WWT Raceway. So there's going to be a lot going on, a lot of good things uh, coming out from us and the track. The folks over at Bomberito Automotive Group, they're going to be doing some great things around the event. So uh, it's going to be uh, be a fun weekend for sure. Absolutely. You know, you should follow Chris on social media. On Twitter, he's Chris Blair 4 b and you've shown some video of Austin Blair, your son's uh, <laughs> drone cam. My gosh, he's got a future. Holy smokes. Well, we're actually going to drive up to Terre Haute to shoot another World of Outlaws event here in a few minutes. But he uh, he started doing – he's been flying these drones for years and racing drones for years. And uh, he started doing some work for the World of Outlaws, and Jeff Gordon saw some of his work and retweeted it. And then Marty Smith over at ESPN was retweeting it. And uh, he's getting some incredible exposure. He's now done work for uh, CBS Sports. He's done some work for Fox Sports. And it's really – it's taken off. It's absolutely unbelievable what the kids accomplished here. And – and it's, it's been uh, like a train out of control the last eight weeks. He's getting calls from all over the country that people want him to, to shoot, and uh, he's having some fun with it. And uh, it's all in stuff that he's building in our basement and uh, going out and flying, and uh, it's kind of fun to watch it happen. I'm really proud of it. Yeah, isn't that neat? What a cool father-son story. He's a, a driver, Austin Blair. He's at Austin Blair Race. That is his Twitter handle, and you can see on Chris Blair 4B also some of the footage of these drones. I can't even keep a drone in the air for five seconds. This guy's uh, got it up in the air. He's flipping the camera around. He's showing burnouts and, and, and incredible racing footage. It's pretty awesome. Congratulations well, on got, that. Yeah. yeah, he's got one that he's going to be uh, probably releasing it uh, either tomorrow or the next day where he actually filmed a drag race, and he stayed with the cars all the way down to the eighth mile on a wow. on close to a 200-mile-an-hour run. So it's pretty impressive footage. So it's going to be some neat stuff coming out. Wow. Uh, best to you at Worldwide Technology Raceway Gateway, and thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, thanks, Tom. Anytime. I appreciate it. Thank you. Chris Blair with us, Jim Cavanaugh, David Freeze, John Mosellock next hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.